Hello, Internet. This is Chase Wassenaar, a.k.a. the Red Shirt King, and welcome to another special edition of the Guess the Lines Unicorn Challenge podcast, all of that stuff. Uh, and I am joined here by my good friend, Walter Fedchuk, as we head into day five. Walter, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing fine on this Wednesday uh, afternoon out here in sunny California. Yeah, it's it's been really nice. You know, it's one of those things where I miss being in Scotland because that's been the last three years of my life. And, you know, I have a lot of friends up there who are talking about, oh, man, you know, we should have, be doing world's parties and, and board games and things like that. And then I look outside and I remember that I still don't have to wear like a sweater and like three layers in October. And suddenly I don't feel so bad about not being in Scotland anymore. I, I was about to say, I'm like, I'm really curious as where you're going with I miss Scotland. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> Talking about weather, I'm like, isn't it like rainy and cloudy and foggy and it, dour? Like, It's terrible. This is going to be like the most boring introduction to a podcast ever for people that don't uh, don't care about this stuff. But I, uh, I made a joke one time that, you know, it rains two out of three days in St. Andrews. And my friends were like, yeah, I know. It's the driest place in Scotland. <laughs> and they weren't kidding. Like, that's the amazing part of all of it. it uh, th- those were three years. But this, is, uh, but this is nicer. And you know what's really nice? Week two of the World Championship coming. Finally, the, these few days off, uh, it, it was kind of weird not having games after having such fun, exciting games for four days in a row. But given that we've had this time to reflect, I'm sure teams – have also taken this time to reflect. So I want to start by asking you, Walter, what do you think are the biggest changes we're going to see between what we saw last week and what we're going to see in the second week of action? Uh, I think we're going to see some more mages in top lane. I think uh, by playing Kennen, uh, Smeb playing Kennen into the, the Olaf, it shows that the, uh, the warrior, the juggernaut top laners have a pretty distinct weakness in terms of laning phases, and I feel like a lot of teams are playing within that laning phase, uh, and they're trying to have extended laning phases until their juggernauts are big enough and powerful enough to actually, you know, shift into the team fight phase. Um, I think a lot of teams will prioritize eighty carries more, uh, just because you can do a lot. Like I feel like Sivir and Tristana are very important eighty carries. Uh, I think it's the best, you know, Trist, uh, Tristana is the best sieging AD carry, which a lot of teams have, have shown that they want to run these kind of fast-pushing compositions. And a lot of teams are playing Sivir because they want to team fight, they want to, you know, they want to run around, they want to chase down their opponent, they want to get in on that, you know, that long-range Tristana. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll still see quite a bit of diversity in the mid lane, especially in terms of champion picks, but I think we're almost exclusively going to see double TP comps. Yeah, I think I think we're at that point too. I'm I'm most curious to see how Eastern teams are going to react to this uh, this lane swap Western meta that people were criticizing a lot going into the tournament. But you know they had that great interview with Aaron from EDG uh, over at the Score, and he was basically saying, no, 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 it's not that we thought it was bad or anything. We just never figured out how to do it the right way. Yeah. And that's something that you saw a lot of Asian teams were really struggling with last week. And I guarantee you, that's been the number one thing on their practice schedule for this whole last week. They're going to be figuring out whether they can, you know, maybe it's a three, uh, you know, a three v two answer, and you just bring more jungler help over. Maybe you go all in on the split push, and we see, you know, like season three, early season four days, and it's just these three v o, four v o, 
you know, just give up the tower and move on. I don't know what their answer is going to be, but I guarantee you it's going to be very different than what we saw in this last week. I, I really want to see the old school TSM global composition hmm. with Shen, Karthus slash Twisted Fate, and Nocturne. It, the, the, the old global composition was actually just like Shen and, uh, Shen and Karthus or Shen and Nocturne or Nocturne and Karthus. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those two. I really want to see like like Bangkok Titans just go all in on it and just get three glo- like three champions with global pressure and then also have two teleports. Like I just think that would be insanely fun to watch because I think my favorite time of actually watching League of Legends was like season two TSM <laughs> where you had Reggie playing Kennen and Karthus and like flashing under inhibitor towers and just dying. And yeah. that's how they would win team fights. <laughs> I mean, that I sounds honestly... like hilarious and everybody's like, yeah, that sounds like Reginald. But that was literally their play style was Reggie going, I'm, I'm Kennen. I'm going to flash alt underneath their tower and we win it. We win the game off of it. Yeah, no, it's it, fantastic. It, it worked. And honestly, if an Anivia can work at the pro level, then Karthus can work at the pro. At, Absolutely. At level. I mean, it's, it's in play. I want to see a Nocturne too. I think that would be, you know, f- just cut off that vision for a moment and maybe try to see what you can do. Come on, Kakao. Come on. Kakao could do it. I don't, what is Invictus waiting for? Like it, it's certainly playing standard meta hasn't worked out well for him. This is your chance. Take, take uh, it back. Season I was going to say they were waiting for September to end, but we're already in October. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they're not quite – they weren't aware for the first half of the week that September had ended. They're like, oh, we're, we're at Worlds now? Is that who we're playing? Oh, oh crap. These aren't scrims? Weird. Okay. Well, I guess we should try now. Wait, wait. These aren't scrims? I thought we were – wait. These aren't scrims? We're playing against AHQ and Cloud9. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh well, hey, that that is a, that is a cloud nine that is three and zero, good sir. But we're not we're not talking about that that team that I have uh, made clear in the last couple podcasts. I have some questions about. We'll say uh, we're talking about Group A because Group A is the one playing tomorrow. Uh, we are starting uh, this whole week. The whole week is organized around every game. Getting the, the boring plays. games out first. <laughs> Well, see, you say that, but funnily enough, like, Group C, when they play on Friday, it's SKT EDG Game 1, and, like, anyone who's not us would just go to bed at that point, and then wake up later and found out what happened. Uh, Yeah, that determines the, like, that determines the group, so actually, the most entertaining games will probably be after that, because that, the group doesn't matter anymore, unless H2K goes on some crazy, like, winning streak. Imagine if Lulex just becomes some hard carry jungle god for like two games and manages to force a tiebreak or something. Like, just what would be the most ridiculous thing that could possibly happen? That is, that is actually the most ridiculous thing that could happen. <laughs> is that Lulex becomes some carry style jungler and Edward Gaming gets knocked out of this group? He has this like one really good Lee Sin game and the tiebreaker that he has every like 10th game, and that's just what happens. It's in play, man. Anything is in play in this world. But. I no, guess, it's not. I mean, it's not actually in play. <laughs> not, not reality. <laughs> Look, man, I'm trying to talk H2K fans off the ledge. They've had to spend this whole week. Uh, they've had to spend the whole last month why, and a half. Why, why are H2K... I, uh, hold on, sidebar. Why are H2K fans even on the ledge? Like, even Odawamne was saying that they were there on vacation. Like, dudes, calm down. Oh, that's true. Like, relax. That, that's, that's not really what the, I the, the, the Bangkok Titans game wasn't even close. Like, you're way better than a wildcard region. Like, relax. <laughs> you're against two of the best teams in the world. You guys played them close in the first 15 minutes. Lolex did not look like he was completely outclassed. 
he was only outclassed. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Maybe if you're an H2K fan, this has been everything you could hope for. But we're not talking about H2K. We're talking about Group A. You can tell how excited we are to talk about Group A by how much (laughs) we're able to stay on topic there. But Uh, we should start by reminding people who somehow missed our bonus episode on on Tuesday, I guess it was, where we sat down and talked – or actually, no, it was Monday. No, it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Monday. Where we sat down and talked about – uh, where we are in the Unicorn Challenge and recap Day 4's action. If you haven't listened to that, you totally should. Everything we said there is still entirely relevant, and it was a really fun pod. Uh, but right now, Walter, with the significant lead uh, in the Unicorn Challenge, he's got about a two, 222.5 Unicorns uh, ahead of me right now. So this first Day 1 is going to be huge towards me making that comeback and giving my charity nothing but nets, which you guys will remember it is a charity in which uh, they send nets to underprivileged families in Africa to help keep those mosquitoes away. It really does a number on, you know, preventing malaria for people who couldn't afford the immunizations otherwise. And, you know, $10 is enough for to save a whole family, which is really cool as far as how that goes. Uh, but Walter's charity right now has got to be feeling a lot more confident. Walter, who are you playing for? Uh, that's right, Love on Her Arms. It is a, uh, a, a suicide and mental health awareness and prevention uh, charity. It helps bring light onto mental, mental illness, um, mainly surrounding depression, thoughts of suicide, uh, and the like. Uh, they do this in through kind of in conventional ways. They get uh, bands and celebrities have been on board. YouTube stars have been on board with it. So it's a, it's kind of a really cool organization. Uh, if you ever gone to like Vans Warp Tour, mm-hmm. a lot of those are the, you know, a lot of those bands are the kinds of bands that, that, you know, settle with this. Um, they've had fallout boys been a part of it. They've had soccer star, uh, soccer stars. Um, and I can't, can't remember her name, not hope solo. Uh, Alex Morgan, I know, has been a part of it. The other one that's from Rochester that I'm embarrassed, Abby Wambach, uh, has <laughs> been gonna, part of it. My, my sister right now is very disappointed in you for not remembering Abby Wambach. I, I should, too, since she's from Rochester, and I'm from Rochester, New York. So I'm going to, after I'm done with this, I'm going to order a plate from Nick Tahoe's and have them ship it cross-country. I'm going to have a garbage plate. Shout-out to Rochester, man. I, uh... <laughs> That's, that's a very local reference, and like one guy in the audience is going to be like, "Yeah, yeah and it's going to be my brother." So, yeah, well, and, and shout out to your brother too <laughs> for that matter. We're going to get into group. Uh, we're going to get into day one, this group A action, and we start with uh, a rematch that we saw from group uh, from day four, and that is CLG versus the Koo Tigers. We're starting strong, Walter. Now, obviously, this was a game that you know I think can be categorized by that perfect bait. On the uh, on the Kennen top lane for Smeb that led to the uh, infamous Aphromoo Blitzcrank that did not really do well, and the game kind of went downhill from there. What do you expect CLG to do to try to switch things around and not play game? Blitzcrank? Not play Blitzcrank. <laughs> like not 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 no. Like not play Blitzcrank. Honestly, if I'm Koo Tigers, I just ban all supports and go. What do you got left, Aphromoo? Like, mm. you have Blitz? Like, I just ban, like, Braum, Alistar, and Thrash and go. Yeah, but then he but just that... picks Morgana. And he oh, has true. first pick. Or Morgana. Bra- yeah, it's, it's, uh... Morgana. I don't think, uh... Or Lulu. Then Lulu could be up, and Poe Belter, as we all know, can only play Lulu right now. Yeah, I think, uh, I have a feeling Koo Tigers are going to keep banning Lulu. I just get this weird feeling, like, maybe yeah. not, uh, not getting through this time. Around. Yeah, I don't think so. Um... 
I really hope that Pobelter has worked on another champion. Like, anything. The Azir was awful. And I know some people are like, oh, it's not necessarily his fault. Xmithy and, and Aphromo didn't have control of the map. It doesn't matter. It was awful. Yeah, and, and honestly... was awful on it. And this is the thing. I brought this up when I was talking to, to Skylar uh, earlier. I guess t- earlier today is how it's going to look to you guys. But when we recorded it yesterday. And the first pick Azir is really weird for CLG. You know what Kuro's record on Azir was in LCK play this split? 0-7 or something? 0-6 with a 2.06 oh. KDA. I didn't even look that up. You know what, like, you know what? Yeah, congratulations on that. <laughs> you, know, you know what Victor, uh, his Victor stats were? 10-4 and 4 with an 8.52 KDA. Which one would you have first picked, people hey, at home? Which, which, which one of those did Pole Belter play exclusively during the North American Finals? Uh, hey, guys, it wasn't Azir. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes – it's made no sense. It's like – Guys, you must have been spending some of your time scouting this team. Like, why you, you went four and zero on Victor during the regular season? Why, why not Victor? It's such a big difference on hurting the Koo Tigers. Just do it. I, I I should have to explain that to you guys. I, I just I just sincerely hope he has another champion. Like straight up has another champion. Because if they don't, like I still think they're getting out of this group. But man, oh man. I really uh, out of the four te- out of the four Western teams that I think are going, I hope CLG is the one that gets sacrificed to EDG or SK, like EDG and SKT. Yeah, I really hope that this is the one Western team that I would rather see two uh, like two of the other Western teams play against each other than watch CLG like you know be go up against um let's say like KT or. Uh, yeah, I guess KT because they're not going to play against Koo. So. Yeah, they can't play against Koo. And the fact, I mean, KT is going to take care of CLG too. I don't, I don't mean to uh, to rain on CLG fans' parade. Like, yay, you guys went two and one. You're looking pretty strong when you do get the Lulu. I just think that a lot of what they have going right now, he, he, there are holes. There are holes here. That Flash Wolves game really should have gone the other way. Uh, they were losing. Uh, that game up until that one Kramer getting caught out by the cocoon there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something you can count on going forward throughout, and you've got to shore up those holes, and this will be when we find out if they do. Where do you think the line is on this opening game? Uh, minus 225 Q. Okay, you said minus 225. You're going to get this. You almost got it exactly, so hey! I, it. I, I said minus 300. It is minus 227. Oh, which that's I close. Find, yeah, it's really close. And you know what I find interesting about it is on Sunday, Koo was minus 263 favorites. Koo won that game and are now less of favorites than they were after smashing CLG in that game. I think it's because teams are, are assuming that CLG is going to spend the entire week just preparing for Koo. Hmm. Um, which I can see. I could see how uh, more people would be gambling on CLG for this game. It could be a it could be a bounce back game, or it could yeah. be you know more worrying an overlooked kind of game from Koo, where they yeah. look and they say like, oh well, we won eighteen to two last time. We'll just do the same thing and it'll be fine. Uh, I have a feeling CLG is going to come up with something for that. It'll depend on whether Nofe can keep these guys disciplined. This is something you know at IEM Katowice, this was a problem for this team. Yeah, we'll see if they can uh, if they can not fall into that trap. But the other game, the rematch from Sunday, Flash Wolves versus Pain <laughs> Gaming. Walter, when you look at the way that Pain Gaming won this last time around, 
What do you think that the Flash Wolves are going to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? Flash Wolves need to force Pain Gaming to play their game, their their style of game. Uh, I think the LMS has a little bit faster paced gameplay as we've seen from AHQ and Flash Wolves in the past, and the games that they have won have been when, when they've been able to, uh, you know, put push the gas pedal down and speed up opposing teams and make them uh, make mistakes. Uh, in this, I just think Pain is just so used to playing long, drawn-out games that they don't care. They will throw the brakes up, and they'll say, we have no problems playing a 55-minute game, and sucks to be you, Flash Wolves. Uh, so I think this comes down to if Flash Wolves want a chance of making it out of this group, uh, they really need to kind of steamroll over Pain Gaming here. And uh, hope that by them, like, crushing Pain, pain, uh, pain has, um, doesn't beat CLG or Q at all. Like, they just kind of kill their, uh, kill their buzz and, you know, send them home with only one win. Yeah, it's one of those things where people forget how much that Flash Wolves game could have snowballed in the last one. There was that great fight in the red side jungle uh, of the Flash Wolves where Pain was overextending, and three guys almost died on that team before Milan had the perfect ultimate to save everybody. And it was one of those things where you get those two or three kills onto important Flash Wolves guys, and the rest of that mid-game plays very differently. But because of that, Payne was able to stall. They were able to use their micro uh, to kind of give themselves an advantage there. And the thing about about Payne gaming that people forget, their micro's really good. Their macro play... Really flawed. This is why a lot of Brazilian fans were kind of uh, – analysts, I should say – were disappointed when INTZ didn't get through because INTZ was a team that played the map very well, which is something you think you would need for international play. But pain gaming on, on a player-by-player basis, these are all guys that can hit you know, NA Challenger pretty regularly. These are good players uh, who have proven themselves in pa- talented regions. What they don't have is an understanding of how to close out the game. And they gave Flash Wolves way too many chances to get back in, especially that Baron at the 36-minute mark that went Flash Wolves' way. Pain has to shore that stuff up. And I don't think that it, they're likely to both shore up those holes while having as good of an early game as they did this time around. Those are two things that really need to happen. And, and I just think this team doesn't quite have the experience yet to pull that off. What do you I would think, agree. What do you think the line is? Uh, Flash Wolves minus 185. Okay, I get this one. Okay. I said minus 200. Okay. It is minus 238. And this is what I find fascinating. Again, so last time, Flash Wolves were minus 213 favorites. Pain Gaming won, and now Flash Wolves are a higher favorite than they were last time. Again, I think it's the... People don't think that uh, a team's going to lose twice. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think I, I think there's some I think there's some real value on pain here. Well, I, I I think there's some real value on pain. In all honesty, pain at plus one eighty. Those aren't that's not bad. No. I mean, do you feel compared better? to probably what like the other odds are? Like, I don't think I I don't know. I don't think pain will beat Koo or CLG. I don't think Flash Wolves will beat CLG or or Koo. So it's like your odds are you're going to be betting on favorites pretty much the rest of the group. This is, I think, the one underdog matchup you have a really good shot at. Well, first of all, uh, in case you're curious, it is pain plus 180 and CLG plus 170. And second of all, let's get into that comment about, uh, well, I guess it's Koo Tigers versus pain next. We're going to stay in order, but I want to come back to what you said about the Flash Wolves versus CLG very soon. Yeah. This uh this game is kind of hard to 
to really do a lot of in-depth analysis on just because Ku seems to be, you know, if they're a Korean team with everything that comes with that kind of Korean infrastructure versus Payne Gaming, who, yes, they have a win and that's really cool, but you don't expect to pull off an upset with this kind of gap against a Korean team. It, it, what has to go right for Payne to keep this game close enough that it could go in either way. So because Ku is so good at macro strategy, Payne can't really just like the longer Payne stalls out the game to try and make up for that macro by having, you know, their micro by having all their uh, champions, like getting three items on a Tristana or something and just relying on uh, Kami and BRTT's positioning and, and micro strategy, the, the better it looks for Ku. Um, so Payne would honestly have to just play completely opposite their normal play style and almost play like an LMS team to try and get Ku to make a mistake, you know, in the first 15 minutes. I, I don't see that happening at all. I don't think Payne uh, is the kind of team that can change their play style. You know, they're playing one game against the Flash Wolves, and then like 15 minutes after that game ends, you're asking them to completely change their play style to play against a Korean team. I, I just don't think that's likely at all. Yeah, it's really rough that these are back-to-back games for them. I will say that they actually did a pretty good job at playing the early game in the first game against the Koo Tigers. This was that uh, five-man invade that gave them a two-for-one in first, you know, in first blood at the minute 20 mark. This was the four-man teleport gank and bot lane that got the kill onto Smeb that I actually thought was really, really well done. Yeah. The problem was after that, they just didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to keep snowballing those advantages, and they just let Ku right back in. And that's the problem. Maybe they can start the game with the same kind of enthusiasm that an, that an AHQ or a Flash Wolves would bring. But they have to know how to close out that kind of game, and we haven't seen anything from them that gives them that opportunity. So I, I, I agree with you on that. Where do you think the line is? Uh, Ku Tigers minus... 300. Okay, I get this one. I said Koo Tigers minus 500. It's really that high. It is the Koo Tigers minus 833. The same line from day one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you'd have to ask the question, has anything changed between what we saw then and now to make you say that pain gaming is any more likely to beat Koo? I I don't know if they have. Probably not. Uh, I'd say that's probably fair. It's uh, it's funny because Pain Gaming have a win that we didn't think they'd have at this point, but that doesn't, it doesn't unfortunately change the estimation for them, just given where you you probably put them on the on the scale compared to a Korean team. Now let's talk about this Flash Wolves versus CLG game because you and I I think are on very different ends of the spectrum here. This was a, a game that could have gone either way, as I mentioned earlier. This was Flash Wolves were were losing, and then they got that Baron, and they were ahead until that Kramer getting caught out by the cocoon by Xmithy. You feel pretty confidently that this game is not going to be particularly close for Flash Wolves. Why do you feel that uh, so strongly for in CLG's favor for this game? Because I feel like the strategy that they're coming up with for, for Koo Tigers, whatever champion that... Uh, Pobelter is going to play in particular. They're just going to do the same basic style um, against Flash Wolves here. Like, I just think CLG is going to use that game against Ku as a warm-up. And, you know, just making sure that they have their strategy set. 
And I think that they're the best team, probably, arguably the be- one of the better teams in the laning phase. And that's where Flash Wolves have been trying to push the pace. And even though Flash Wolves had that game pretty close, that bot lane of Kramer and, and Sword Art... Mm-hmm was not very good and hey guess what kramer wants to play against double lift again and they were saying that they might play kramer again against double lift oh you so they're be- going to be changing their ad carry in the middle of the day like if that happens there's like it's not gonna they're not gonna win Please they need to like just joke. i don't know i remember reading that on reddit as part of an interview with someone from them that kramer was wanted to play against double lift again whether he does or not is neither here nor there if that is an option and they are going to do that i think that just throws them off and there's absolutely no way that flash wolves win this game um i just think that clg is a better team and i think that they're going to get a hand of the laning phase and that's what it comes down to is that if uh, flash wolves don't have a lead at the beginning of um uh, you know, if they don't have a lead by like 10 minutes and they can't all of a sudden just put the pedal to the metal and, and force CLG to make mistakes, CLG is a very consistent and very steady team. And they have a lot of veteran players on this team. I mean, I understand where you're coming from on that just as in terms of the historical precedent. It's just so against what we saw in the last game, which obviously one's game is not a very good sample size. And yeah. I understand that my argument struggles from that. But Flash Wolves were not ahead. At the 15-minute mark in that first game. They were not ahead at the 30-minute mark in that game, though they'd made it particularly close. It wasn't until the late game that they were able to pull these advantages because of something that I do think is possibly endemic of some CLG problems. An inability to commit to that Baron and to some of those big power objectives late in the game. They never felt comfortable, even when they had the lead, to make that play that would extend the lead. They were so afraid that that was going to be kind of the moment that threw the game that they just played passively and gave a Flash Wolves team more opportunities to just come back, and they almost did. Now, if Kramer's in, all bets are off. I, I wash my hands of this team if they are silly enough to switch 80 carries mid-day because I just think the tempo cost and the, you know, the cost of your ability to communicate effectively and to feel strong within your five-man unit is just way too high. Not in this kind of environment. I understand, you know, like mid-series subs and a best of five where you can really feel out what the other team is doing. But when you only get one shot at each team, you really want to have that consistency there. And if they're silly enough to do that, then I'm done with them. But otherwise, I do think that this is a team that matches well with some of the weaknesses we've seen from CLG so far. They got destroyed by Ku's early game last time around. And they did have problems closing out the Baron in the, in the game against Flash Wolves. And these are two things that I think give Flash Wolves a potential for victory. Do mm-hmm. I think the Flash Wolves should be favored? No, absolutely not. I think CLG is the favorite here. But I do think it's a closer game than some peop- uh, than what you are seeming to feel right now. Which is fine, because this means that I can bet on Flash Wolves as an underdog here and hopefully start making up some of this Unicorn bet or get burned by the LMS again. Because that's apparently all I do whenever I gamble on this uh, on this region. <laughs> you poor poor thing. They've had like the, the one day, like the days that you've been all in on them, they played terribly. The days that you haven't been all in on them, they played out of their minds. I like have, I just find that hilarious. I have lost every game in which they haven't been involved in a bet, 
whether I bet on them or against them, I have lost every single LMS that I made, <laughs> which is kind of incredible. I, I almost want to give them credit if it didn't hurt so much. Where, <laughs> where do you think the line is on this? Uh, CLG minus 185. Again, you got this almost exactly. I said minus 220, which I felt was pretty good, but it's, uh, it's minus 189. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And I actually, I have to say, I'm looking at the flashbacks, it's plus 145. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like they're giving a lot of, a lot of credit for flash wolves in this game. Though, honestly, the first game, uh, it was CLG minus 182 as favorite, so not too much of a change. Uh, and I don't think a lot really has changed. I don't think CLG is any more or less likely to win this game than they were last time. And I thought last game was pretty close. So it'll be very interesting to see if uh, if CLG can lock the group down there. Now, that game is going to have a huge impact, I think, on the odds for the next game. Yeah. Which is the Koo Tigers versus the Flash Wolves. Obviously, of course, uh, one of the nice things about having all the games in one day is, you know, Walter and I can kind of take advantage of, you know, the more dynamic nature of you know, betting on these unicorn games because you can go in there and up until five minutes before the game, the odds are still shifting around depending on where the money's going, uh, which makes it a lot of fun for, you know, people like us who are watching the games and kind of interact and respond to what we're seeing in front of us. Uh, I'm really looking forward actually to being able to do that. Uh, if the Flash Wolves do lose that game to CLG, I think these odds go way in Koo Tiger's favor. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, absolutely. But, and it's unfortunate for Flash Wolves, because I think that if they can beat CLG, then all of a sudden this game looks like re- like they can win this game. They yeah. very easily can win this game because they'll have momentum on their side. And at that point, I think they'll they won't necessarily need to win this game because um, they'll have a tie. They could ha- possibly have a tiebreaker with CLG at three and three. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was weird, you know. It was one of those things where, first of all, I thought it was really smart how they banned out praise ash uh in the picks and bands uh prey is one of the best ash players in the world his yeah. arrows have been huge in some of those coup victories right removing that engage tool really really helped flash wolves out first time around now the problem is i don't think coup tigers are going to let gangplank through again and you and i were talking about this game you know as we were watching it it was one of those things where it's like man coup tigers have this it's looking really bad for flash wolves they're going to be Oh, and two heading into this pain game, and then suddenly it's the gangplank feral crit, and all of the Koo Tigers' health bars just go way down. Mm-hmm. And it turned that fight around. It gave Maple a triple kill. It gave uh, it just put so much fight in this team, and they basically rallied that to win the rest of this game. They never really looked back, and I don't think Koo's gonna let gangplank up again. So if that's if they assuming they don't. How else do you, as the as the Flash Wolves, look to pull off the upset here? Um, I mean, you're not you're not gonna get that composition. That composition was just straight bonkers. Mm-hmm. So you're probably gonna do it by again just taking the game to coup mm-hmm. right from the beginning. Just you're trying to make your lane phase as small as pot like your landing phase as short as possible so probably doing a fat trying to do a 4v0 fast push getting a tower down um and just starting to take advantage of of the map and going after the mid lane going at into the tiger's jungle warding it up trying to catch them out um you probably need to make a very strong pick composition and actually play it like a pick composition mm-hmm. i think that's fair i don't know you know, it's one of the things that's 
tough about that is the gorilla is typically a very good disengaged support. Yeah. It makes playing pick compositions that much harder. But if you can either take the ash from yourself or keep removing that ash, put yourself, you know, I, I mean, the Nidalee, I think, was a good pick for Karza. Ku Tigers did a good job of limiting it early, but he still was able to get a lot of value from that, especially in some of the poke in the late game. I have a feeling it's going to be a matter of can Karza come up with a way to limit the effectiveness of Ku Tigers early game warding? Because I don't think they can win this game without, you know, either Gangplank mysteriously getting through again or, uh, or Karza not having just an incredible game uh, in the early game to just get to, that. To be fair, Karza hasn't had an incredible game yet. No, no he's, had, he's had some good games, but he hasn't had a great one. And a he, lot hasn't, of... he hasn't had one that makes me go, oh, yeah, this guy is a better rush. He, uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I think given the quality of opponent, I think the fact that he's looking as good as he did, given how not so great Rush looked against lesser opponents in the, I mean, you remember Rush's series against Cloud9. He had some games that just did not look very good. And so Cloud9 was not the Cloud9 team they were now. But, yeah. even, you know, regardless, one of the problems that Flash Rules have had that they haven't come up with an answer for is that teams have really pinned down Karza through really aggressive warding of the river and top lane areas. And it was this kind of problem that they never found an answer to where Karza couldn't gank top because top had so many wards that no matter how many times he came up there, it was warded. They knew where he was. He was never going to get a good gank. And he couldn't right. go mid for the same reason. So all the an, uh, enemy jungler had to do is just keep, you know, whenever you couldn't see where Karza was, just kind of hang out towards the bot lane. And you'd be there to counter any early play he made. Both uh, Ku Tigers and uh, CLG, I think, did a great job of trying to counter his roams with that kind of vision control. And I want to see what Flash Wolf's response to that is. Sword Art is not a guy that, you know, he's a great lane support, but he's never been this incredible vision support, at least as far as counter vision goes. And so that might be something that they really have to work together as a team to try to come up with a counter for. Because otherwise, I, I think you're right, he's just not going to have the opportunity to, to put on that kind of performance that they're going to need in this game. Where do you think the line is? Crew Tigers minus 275. Again, you're going to steal this one from me. I'm not, I'm not okay with it. This is, this one, man, I went minus 300. It is minus 270. <laughs> I, sw- I, I promise you I have not looked at the odds either. <laughs> Dude, I know you have. Look, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things that just – sometimes you just get on fire. Like some day, you have some days where you just get like four of them within five points. And there's just nothing I can do. That's phenomenal. And then there are some days where you forget that how high the odds can go, and I win most of those. And it, yeah. it, it's a good balance. Um, yeah. But it, uh, you'll, you'll get it back tomorrow. You'll get it back tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a lot of high games. Yeah. We're going to see how high those numbers can go. Just just aim up is the is the answer tomorrow. Uh, by the way, just for those curious at home, uh, Kutagor was minus 313 last time around. The Flash Wolves did win that game, so... Seeing it drop down to minus 270 does make some sense. Uh, if you like the Flash Wolves as an upset here, it is plus 195. Uh, I, it's one of those things. If you think the Flash Wolves can beat CLG in game four, if you think there's, you know, a, let's say a four, you know, four out of ten times you think they pull that off, well, then plus 195 are pretty great odds that they then 
can maybe upset a Koo Tigers team that will not need that win depending on how other things go down. Right. It's, it's in play. I, you know, and I would jump on that. If you believe in that, I'd jump on it now rather than waiting because if, Koo, uh, if the Koo Tigers and Flash Wolves both play in that manner, those odds are going to go much closer to 50-50 and, uh, and the value won't be there. That said, if you have a lot of faith in Koo Tigers, I mean 137 decimal odds, those aren't bad. You can parlay that with, say, like this is the, uh, the Walter Hates Flash Wolves parlay. You get the 137 on Koo. <laughs> And the 153 on CLG, that's a nice-looking parlay if that works out. If you don't believe in Flash Wolves, that's a good parlay to take. So there, there are a lot of fun gambling things in play. I, I, I like groups like this for that. But, there's but so the, many best, the best, most fun gambling thing in play is this last game. So CLG versus Pain. It's Pain versus CLG, excuse me, because Blue Side and all that. But Pain versus CLG... Depending on how all these other games go, this game could not matter. And by could not matter, I mean it could not matter for CLG. It totally matters for Pain, regardless, because Brazil is hungry for wins wherever they can grab them. Exactly. So what do you think Pain does to try to turn around what was a pretty decisive CLG victory in the last game? They're going to go straight up late, like 2v2 bot lane, and BRTT has to outplay double lift. I doubt it happens, mm-hmm. but that's what I want to watch. I want to watch them go, no, 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 we don't want this stupid lane swap. Like, I want to see BRTT and Double Lift go head-to-head. Yeah. Just straight up go head-to-head. It, it'd be fun. I, I think there's one of the things that we're gonna, I'm going to be looking for. You know, Pain went very safe last time around against CLG. The Orianna in the mid lane as a, as a first pick just because, oh, hey, well, we saw that uh, – who was uh, Origin had some good luck against uh, with Oriana into a Lulu lane in a game earlier today. So I guess we should just do that. And oh, you know, Callista's pretty good and mobile. We'll just leave the Tristana up because really, how scary is that going to be? <laughs> you know, we I think we've learned a lot over the course of this tournament as to how important picks like Tristana are compared to picks like Callista and how much you know the you know playing it safe in these kind of matchups. I mean, assuming that we don't give Pobelt or Lulu again. Yeah. There's a lot of things that could change about the way that this went down. And I think that – I don't know if that works in Payne's favor, but I do think it creates a variable that makes things interesting, especially if Mylon can outplay Zion Spartan, which given how they played on day four, I don't think that's unreasonable. And Zion, Zion just hasn't looked very good at all at worlds like it looks like he's been struggling a lot maybe that's some of it is because of the the matchups they're putting him into some of it might just be his own nerves but yeah he just does not look very good i mean that smeb game killed his stats like the smeb cannon really makes it look worse than it maybe actually was yeah, but it, but it certainly I, didn't look great you know but, it wasn't... but looking at that you have to go they do have cannon I mean, Smed has played Kennen in the past. Like, yeah. it's not like Kennen is not a top laner. He has he has been played, you know, as a counterpick to some of the melee range champions. I've seen him be picked as a counterpick into Rumble. I've seen him be picked as a counterpick into Maokai. Like, you have to realize that you're playing a melee range champion, and something like Kennen can be used to abuse you in the in the laning phase. And, and more importantly, like 
Olaf versus Kennen. I, I get that there's some advantage there for Kennen, but it's not like Olaf should be as useless as he was. There's always something that Olaf can do just because he has the ability to ignore all those disables and just run at guys, and Zion just never did that. Yeah. There wasn't any moment. It wasn't even that Zion was failing to make plays. It's that he wasn't even trying to make plays until it was already way too late. And that's <laughs> just not something – I mean, say what you will about Mylon and that five-man gank uh, – that five-man ultimate for nobody with no follow-up. But at least he was trying to make a play. You know? Yeah. He was going for it. I, I, I can respect that if nothing else. Yeah. Oh, man. So where do you think this pain CLG line is? CLG minus 300. Okay, you get this one. You're going to win day one of this Ooh. week. That gives you a 4-3 to three lead overall because we've had two pushes. Uh, I said minus 250. It is minus 345. So this was a CLG minus 323 last time around, and CLG did win. I don't Wait, think what did you say yours was? 250. Oh, oh okay, okay. And you were 300. Yeah, no, got you. Got you. I, I, I did my maths. I got this. I might I be an English major. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man. No, it is uh, minus uh, 345. I think that's fair. Um, I think it's quite possible if see the games go CLG's way and Flash Wolves has that day from hell that we've kind of talked about you know, yeah. being a possibility, then maybe those odds shift pretty heavily. But, uh, but plus 250 for Pain Gaming in that, I don't think that's insane. I... You know, the one thing we haven't mentioned at all, and I and I haven't mentioned it because I don't think it's a thing with this new Zix order that, you know, CLG has going on, but wouldn't the most counter-logic thing be to have such a great week one, and then in week two just, you know, because they can't get the Lulu, just fumble it up. Just have oh, a, no, no, a I, I thought against Koo and just never quite recover. No, see, I'm banking on the most CLG thing being is they actually make it out of groups, and then because that last game doesn't matter to them at all, they get crushed by pain. And we have to spend this entire week going, oh my god, like CLG, like they look, they, they barely squeaked through their group, they lost to pain, like what is going on? You're right, that's even more of a counter logic Exactly. Thing. I'd, oh man, but, but that means I can't have my Flash Wolves hype. I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm going to, you know what? It just means that we have a whole bunch of games to be excited for tomorrow. And uh, we're going to watch all of these, and we'll be back uh, at 5 p.m. PST tomorrow to go over all of these games, as well as look at Group C, which is playing on Friday, because alphabetical order is for squares. It's going to be a short podcast, folks. Let's just leave it at that. It's going to be a short podcast. I think we're going to spend way more time analyzing Group A's matches than we will on previewing Group C. It's going to group be like, C, uh, SKT versus Edward. Yeah, yeah, okay. Does anything else really matter? No, no, okay. All right, there we go. Have a good night, folks. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye, Internet.